Hey everybody, and good morning, and thank you for joining us on Living Way's live stream service this morning. We're so excited that you've chosen, chosen to join us. And if you're watching later and were unable to join us live, then we're actually happy that this crazy virus has made such a thing possible for you. Because without it, this moment right here, right now, would not be happening. We wouldn't be live streaming, and we wouldn't be recording a video of our service to put online later. Now, if you're unaware, today is Mother's Day. So right now, if you're able and you haven't done so yet, pull out your phones and I want you to text your mom and say Happy Mother's Day. All right, I'm doing it right now. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. I love you. And I want a cool emoji. Yep, there we go. All right, I'm good. I did it. Did you do it? And then if you're feeling really brave, you can text her this little thing right here and say, hey, there's this crazy good life sermon happening right now on what a valiant wife and mother is. And I just wanted you to check it out because I think you are a crazy good mom. Now, before we get into the sermon, I have the mic and I have the video camera. And so I can say whatever I want. So I just need a moment of your time today. 23 years ago, I married my beautiful wife, Autumn, and I just wanted to say to her, happy anniversary, my love. I never thought it was possible 23 years ago to love someone more than I loved you that day, but today I love you so much more than I ever thought possible. We were just getting started on our journey of love, and 23 years later, I can say that God blessed me that day, and he has caused that love to grow between us more and more each and every year. Thank you for being my wife. I love you, Autumn. <laughs> See what I get to do when I have the video? Wait, I missed that part. <laughs> yep, there it is. Even better. Okay, so far, I've talked about moms, right? I've discussed my own wife, all on Mother's Day. And today we're going to look at what is possibly one of the most dreaded passages for women to hear, and that's Proverbs 31. Why do we, and particularly women, dread this passage so much? Here's the deal. I think we read the things that are here and we sit back and we go, are you serious? There's no way anyone in this day and age is going to be able to do and be that woman, right? I think that many today read this passage and they have a very difficult time connecting it with today's modern woman. My hope is that I can do that for you here today. Now, the other thing that you are saying right now is, hey Gary, it's Mother's Day. You're right. And listen, there is actually a good bit of this passage, I believe, that addresses how well this woman in question, who I believe is Ruth, cares for her children. And I don't know many people who would say that a woman who is capable of being this amazing wife couldn't also, and must also, I believe, be an amazing mama, right? So let's look at our passage. First in chapter 31 of Proverbs, verse 10, we read, A wife of noble character, who can find? She is worth far more than rubies. Okay, so the first question I have to ask when I look at this is, is this passage only speaking of the character, right? That's how our NIV writes it, the character of the woman in question. I would argue that's just not true. 
In verse 17, for instance, we read, She sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her task. This is not simply a woman of noble character. This is a woman who guards not only her inner strength, if you will, but her physical body as well. This is about so much more of who this woman is. So I believe the NIV gets this one a bit off when it says that she is simply of noble character. There is much more to our example than simply one who is of noble character. This is a strong woman, both inside and out. And our author says that the value of this woman to her family is beyond measure. Also, I'm not going to call her a noble wife or mother. I do believe this is an appropriate and good translation, but I just like the word valiant better. And I believe that it fits here very well. And well, I think it just sounds better. So I'll be calling her a valiant mother, a valiant wife. This is a valiant woman that we're discussing. So author continues in verse 11 and he writes, her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. A literal translation of how he sees her is that his heart trusts in her. There's a sense in which this is saying that a valiant wife is one who her husband puts so much trust and reliance in that his well-being either is or is not based upon her reliability. And this reliance on her is only possible, I believe, because of her faith in the Lord. Again, there is this picture being drawn of this woman that is so much more than just her character. But she is spiritually and physically strong or healthy as well. So this husband and wife, I believe, are both spiritually strong. And I believe that this provides for a foundation from which children will naturally flourish. He continues, sorry, I had to move some stuff around. He continues in verse 12, and he said, and our author writes, she brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life, speaking of her husband. The author now presents this contrast between a valiant woman and, well, a different woman. A woman to be a good wife and mother should only bring good to her family. I kind of feel like we should just know this to be true, but in our world of mixed-up craziness that we find ourselves in now, I'm not always so sure we get this. I think that we should see our valiant woman here not simply as one who brings good things to her family, but rather she stands up for what she, for what she knows is right for her and her family. And that means both physically and spiritually for them. Her focus on her family's well-being is constant, not temperamental. It is reliable. It is not some fickle thing to be trifled with. And this means that she is discerning what is both right and good, what is noble for her family. So this morning, if you're a woman that's watching this right now, do you prioritize your spiritual and physical well-being? If not, then I would say simply resolve to do so. Right now, make the decision to bring good to your family and to be a valiant woman, to be a valiant wife, to be a valiant mother. If you're doing these things well already, then we want to thank you. Because it takes a lot of work and planning to do both of these well. And today we thank you for being such a valiant mom. Now our author shifts from this grand picture to an itemizing of the deeds of this wife. And this is where so many people get so tripped up in this passage. So let's unravel this together this morning. 
In verse 15, our author writes, she selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. So I need to bring some of this into modern terms, right? Because I don't know many women today who are going out selecting wool and flax in order to turn them into clothes. Just the process of turning the wool and flax into something that can be used to make clothing is not necessarily easy. But is that is what is really important in these phrases? Is this the point our author is trying to make? What this verse says is that this woman does what it takes to make sure her family has clothes to wear. So today, we don't typically go out and shear the sheet in order to make clothing for our children, right? Instead, more often than not, what we do is we go out and we get a job, we go to work, and then we're disciplined with our money to ensure that our family is cared for properly. That's what this woman is doing. A valiant woman, a valiant wife, a valiant mother makes sure that her kids are clothed appropriately. Verse 14 says, She is like the merchant ships bringing her food from afar. So this is actually a continuation of this idea that we've already begun in verse 13, and it continues in verse 15. So we're going to jump to verse 15 and then kind of bring this whole thing together so that we get an idea of what he's saying. So in verse 14, right, he says, She is like the merchant ships, merchant ships bringing her food from afar. She gets up while it is still dark. She provides food for her family and portions for her servant girls. All right. I need you to not get wrapped up in the servant girls thing, right? I realize that none of you have servants, but you may have employees. Are you seeing to their needs properly, just like you do your family? That's the question. So this valiant woman gets up early and she goes to work in order to ensure her family is taken care of. We can't leave it there though, right? Because what does this say for those who may work a later shift in our day and age? Well. They didn't have shift work back then. In fact, because they didn't have electricity, you began your work the moment the sun broke, right up until it went down. That was your shift. So again, what this verse and these three verses are trying to say is that the valiant woman prioritizes the care for her family. She ensures that they are clothed properly, and she makes sure that they are fed well. The question here isn't simply about working, even though that is how it is presented, right? Are you industrious towards these two ends, feeding and clothing your children? If you are, then you are satisfying these three verses. Whether you go to work early, or you work the night shift, or are blessed to be able to not have to work out of the home, and yet you prioritize the care of your family, right? I don't want our stay-at-home moms to feel left out. Many of you work more hours and sometimes more diligently than those who have a full-time job. So if you're a mother and you're watching today, do you prioritize and work diligently to make sure that your family is fed and clothed well? If so, that's great. Guess what? You're a valiant mom, and we thank you for that. Hold on, because we're not done. Now our author is going to kick it up a bit, right? He's going to take it up a notch in the next few passages. And in the next se section, our author describes a woman who is not simply industrious in providing for the welfare of her family, but she is also financially and fiscally savvy in seeking to care for her family. So let's look at these verses and try to bring them into modern terms and see how we are doing today. So let's read through this whole passage, verses 16 through 18, and then sit back and figure out what it means for us today so that we can weigh how we are doing. So in verse 16 we read, 
She considers a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She sets... Oh, I have both of them on there. Sorry. We're playing with some of this stuff today. Verse 17 reads, She sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her tasks. And then in verse 18 we read, She sees that her trading is profitable and her lamp does not go out at night. So, how many of you this morning have recently gone out, purchased a field, and started a farm of some sort, and then taken the fruits of your labors and started a profitable trading company? Nobody? I have silence. I got no comments. Okay, yeah, I didn't think so, right? That's what we read when we first read this, though, right? So let's step through this and come to a modern understanding of what is being said. And listen, no matter what this one I believe is for, most of us, including men, right? I think that we all need to hear this. This is probably the most difficult for us to say we are doing well, that this woman is accomplishing so well. In verse 16, we see a woman who is investing in a business essentially in order to bring profit to her family. And in verse 17 again, we see that this isn't simply a woman who is intelligent enough to own and run her own business. But in verse 17, it says that she is also physically capable of doing the work necessary to sustain that business as well. So, she has sought to educate herself financially to the point that she is a capable businesswoman. Now, let's be careful, right? I don't believe this says that you need to be a business owner. Why? Because we can't have a world full of women where every single woman in the world is a business owner. It simply wouldn't work. If we did, who would work in those businesses? See, that doesn't work, right? So, what is being said here? I believe that the focus is the financial well-being of her family, looking toward the long term. At least that's how we would state it today, I believe. Here's the struggle I think many of us have with this. I believe that many of us believe ourselves to be financially astute. And the truth is, most of us simply are not. Just because you can create a budget, balance a checkbook, and manage your credit well, does not make you financially astute. That makes you financially responsible. That's not what I think this verse is talking about. How many of us today are responsibly investing our money today with an eye towards the future? How many of us are diligent with our current earnings to ensure a future profitability? That's what I was talking about when I said our author kicks it up a notch, right? It's like next level financial responsibility. There's beginner, beginner level, balance a checkbook, manage credit, that kind of thing, right? And then there's advanced level financial responsibility. A level of financial responsibility that ensures that when the world around us seems to be falling apart, this family is in a position financially that you don't freak out. You know you're going to be okay. Most of us today are not taught this level of financial responsibility. So here's what I would suggest. Either go to Crown Financial's website or Financial Peace University. They're two that I'm familiar with and respect both of their pro programs. And sign up so that you can level up your game, so to speak. I put links to both of these in the description below. Uh, if I forgot, I'll make sure I put them there. Uh, I can't remember if I put them there or not, right? Both of these, however, are great resources. And listen, if you're not there, it's okay. Because right now, you can decide to bring good into your family and sign up and level up your great game and go to the next level, right? So if you're there, wow, I salute you and thank you for your diligence. If you're not there, but just made the decision that you're going to get there, and right after this, you're going to be signing up for one of these resources, then today, we want to thank you. We want to thank you for being 
a valiant mom. So, moving on. Verse 19. This verse is going to function like a hinge that unites the previous section that discussed all that this valiant mom does in bringing into her family with the next section that discusses what flows out from such a valiant mother. Let's look briefly at this verse. Verse 19 reads, In her hand she holds the distaff and grasps the spindle with her fingers. Right? So there's this play on words that's lost in the English. And if we were to properly represent what is being done in the Hebrew, it really wouldn't read well and would seem strange to our English-speaking minds. So, it's clear. We can see the connection between the spindle and her working wool and flax in verse 13 in the previous section, right? And then the Hebrew connects this with the next verse in verse 20. If we could read this literally from the Hebrew, it would go something like this. The first verse of 19 reads, her hand extends to the spindle. And the last phrase of verse 20 reads, her hand extends to the needy. Then the two verses in the middle, right, the last of 19 and the first verse of 20, read that her palm grasps the spindle, and then it says her palm extends to the poor. So there's this play on words, right, that's connecting the, the first part. What she brings into her life is what then flows out from her life. So hopefully we can see this connection that the author is creating between the two sections here with verse 19 that shows that this next section is showing that the industrious work of her hands produces an outflow from her hands, and this is what it should look like. So now we're going to look at verses 20 through 27 to see what that outflow just is. First, in verse 20 we read, She opens her arms to the poor, and she extends her hands to the needy. Wow. Perhaps not what many of us were expecting. So the first thing that our author says that our valiant mom does with the productivity of her hands is to care for those who are less fortunate than she is. So what can we take away from this? This pride of placement, right? This first place of placement that our author gives first and foremost is that our valiant woman cares for those who are in need. I want us to see that this woman opens up her arms to the poor. She extends her hands to the needy. She doesn't simply give, right, to their needs. She is physically involved in the care of those who find themselves less fortunate than she. I fear that we may have a tendency to spiritualize these verses to allow someone to give simply financially from afar. And we need to give financially. But that would do a complete disservice for how we have read similar phrases so far in this very passage. This woman's fear of the Lord, which is yet to come in our passage, has caused her to give not only financially to the needs of those less fortunate, but she is also giving her time and of her physical self to them and to their care. So today, if you're a mom here listening to this, and you give of your own time and energy to help those who are less fortunate than yourself, and listen, that can look like so many different things today. If that's you, I want to say thank you. Thank you for showing your family that it is important to care for those who need to be cared for. Thank you for being a valiant mom. Our author continues, and he returns the idea that our valiant woman clothes her family well, so that when the dangers that come from extreme weather are nothing for her to fear. Scarlet was a difficult color to produce, and therefore costly color to dye clothing with. So our valiant mom ensures that no expense has been spared to protect her household 
from outside dangers. The example given here is the weather, but it could be anything, and it will shift from each individual circumstances and times in which they find themselves. But what this is saying is that in order to protect her family, she goes above and beyond what is minimally necessary so that when danger does come, she will have absolutely no fear. Here's the difficulty with this verse. I don't believe for us to connect it well with our times, we can only discuss clothing our children. But how are we protecting children from the dangers that surround them every day? Let's pick some easy one first, right? And then we're going to amp it up just a bit. What about the weather? Are we clothing our children well in order to safeguard their health? Now, look, if you have a boy, I understand that this can be difficult. Our son, for whatever reason, when it's warm out, seems to wear long pants and long sleeve shirts. But when it's cold out, oftentimes chooses to wear short sleeve shirts and shorts. I can't explain this. It's a guy thing. Um, you just accept it and you have to move on, right? You suggest they dress warm and you suggest what's necessary for them, but you understand that you're probably not going to win certain fights and that they'll be okay in the end. How are we helping our children deal with bullying? What about internet content? Are we putting in place all those things that we can in order to ensure their safety on the internet? Some of these questions are easy to ask, but not so easy to put in place. Answers for. But we must think through these, I believe, these questions, and for each of our families, we need to find responsible answers. How about one more? How many of us were properly prepared for the lockdown? Our valiant woman here, I believe, would have been like, no worries, I got this thing. So those who are out there panic buying various products are not this woman. In fact, based on her financial responsibility, she would have been able to weather any loss of work, most likely. Many of us today are simply not in a position to do so. However, guess what? This is something that both Crown Financial and Financial Peace University have you think about and prepare for, those difficult times that do come. If you're a woman watching today, and when the pandemic hit, you weren't worried about provisioning for the end of the world for your family, I salute you. You are not driven by fear. And if the reason for that was the stabilizing for faith force of your faith in Jesus, then thank you so very much for the amazing example you showed for your family during this time. And if you are a prepared mama, I thank you for being a valiant woman. As we continue in the next verse, verse 22, we read, she makes coverings for her bed. She is clothed in fine linen and purple. All right, ladies, I need you to listen very clearly to this part because it really is very important. The valiant woman, the valiant wife, the valiant mother doesn't get so lost in caring for others that she forgets to care about herself. It's really easy to worry so much for the needs of others that your own needs can go unmet. Please make sure that this doesn't happen. There's a phrase that we've used for years with our daughter, Alyssa, in regards to ensuring her needs at school were being met. We would tell her that she is her own best advocate. And so she needed to ensure that what she needed in school was being provided for so that she received the best education for her. No one is able to advocate for your needs better than you are. The reason for this is simple. No one, 
no one knows your needs as intimately as you do. So please, in the midst of this crazy world, make sure that you're caring for your own spiritual, physical, and psychological needs. Listen to me. You must be your own best advocate. It takes strength to tell people no, to say right now, I might not be able to do that. I need to care for my own needs right now. God rested on the seventh day, not because he needed to rest, but rather as an example for us that once in a while, we need to take time and recharge those batteries. If you're already doing this while still caring for all those around you, thank you. Thank you for being a valiant mom. Verse 23 is a bit controversial, but again, like so much of this passage, I think that if we properly connect it with the present time period and a proper understanding, we won't see it as so many today read it and get so upset. So, verse 23 reads, Her husband is respected at the city gate, where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. This husband is respected. We will see in verse 31, in no small part because of his wife. Who she is towards this world brings respect and honor not only to herself, but that extends even to her family. And this reality is still true today. We often see, even today, that women who are well respected by others, their children are treated well by others by extension of that respect. We see it in our schools and even in our social circles of influence. And the man whose wife is this woman is able to give of himself to the greater good of the community in a way others are oftentimes not able because he has no fear that his family is going to be well taken care of. The respect that she has earned is by extension also placed upon him, and so he is able to be elevated to positions of trust and honor. Now, we need to hear clearly, right? That doesn't mean that he is receiving something that he doesn't deserve or shouldn't receive. At least I would hope not, right? This man is not simply riding her coattails, but rather who she is towards the community affects how others see not only her, but her whole family. Now, we can say that that isn't fair, that each individual should receive only what they earn or deserve, but we never actually live life like that. Every one of us wants more for those whom we love, right? We all want more for our families, and so we will strive to help them attain their greatest dreams. And that is what we are seeing here. She has lived a life that is a benefit to all of those who are around her. Look, recently, today, we had a huge scandal, right, with the whole college admissions thing, where wealthy people were simply paying to ensure that their children got into the schools that they desire. This is clearly wrong. But that being said, how far is a mama willing to go to help her children realize their dreams? What they did was wrong, and they must and will be held responsible, hopefully, for the actions that they have taken. But I understand why they did what they did. Most of us are just angry <laughs> because we're not in the position they are to be able to do something like this for our kids. Look, if you're here today and you love your family so that, so that much of what you do, you do for their benefit, even for their own social respect and benefit, I salute you as a mama. There's nothing wrong with being respected by those around you. 
That's a good thing. That people feel that they can rely on you to care for them and to think of them. If you are lifting up your family publicly before others, then I thank you. It is huge for their own self-worth. If that is you, then thank you for being a valiant woman, for being a valiant wife, for being a valiant mom. Verse 24 reads, She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies the merchants with sashes. So we get this continuation of the idea that she helps her family by her profitable contributions. But now it goes beyond this in that she helps others to do the same as well. The verse says that she helps other merchants with supplies that bring them profit. So she is not only concerned with her family being well cared for, but she also wants to see this extended to other families around her as well. If you're the kind of woman that not only provides for her family, but helps others to provide for their families as well, and look, that can look like so many different things, right? Perhaps you can give somebody a job or help them get a job or teach them a skill that is helpful in the care of their family or something else there. Look, there are so many ways that this can be done today. If this is you, thank you for being a valiant woman, for helping to lift up others around you so that they can better provide for their own families. Thank you for your example. Thank you for being a valiant mom. In verse 25, we see that she is clothed in strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. One of the outflows of all that she does is this inner beauty that comes through as both strength and as dignity. Because she knows that she has already cared so deeply for her family, she knows that no matter what comes along in the days to come, she will be able to care for them still. She has nothing to fear. In fact, she has gone so far to prepare for the future that when the future arrives, no matter what it brings, she laughs in the face of whatever adversity shows up. Our author says that this is the outflow of the valiant woman. So listen, this is going to be the difficult part of our passage, I believe, and the message. This is our heart check. How are we really doing? So if things get really tough, if they get really hard for you and your family, do you have the inner strength, the inner dignity to stand regardless of what life throws at you? In fact, to not be moved at all, so much so that you can laugh at what life may bring? If not, then I would suggest really looking at how well you are doing these other points that we've already brought up. We may have said, I got this one, or I got that one. Yep, that one's me. But if this one isn't there, the reason for that is that the others truly are not. This point that the author is making can only be true if you are living your life as our valiant woman is living her life, as our valiant mom. And here's the true outflow of this reality. When the tough times come and the family begins to become a bit unsettled, the strength and the dignity that flows from our valiant woman, our valiant mama, will help to steady the family in those tough times. Look, we all know that tough times are simply a reality of the fallen world in which we live. So please, take an honest inventory of yourself, because here is a truth, a truth, I feel I can settle on well today. Every woman listening today, 
Every wife listening today, every mama who is listening to this today, wants her family to know peace in the midst of difficult times. So I think it's important to understand that by living this life of the valiant wife, our valiant mother, you will be able to bring strength and dignity to your family at all times. If this is what you want, then begin working on all of these points in your life. God didn't present us with an example that would be completely out of reach for you. That would go against the very character of God. It doesn't mean it's going to be easy, but it certainly means it is achievable with Christ in you. So if you're a mama, if you're a wife, if you're a woman, that means a lot of you, and this is what you are striving for, or you have just now perhaps said, this is what I want from my family, then we want to desperately thank you for being such a valiant woman, a valiant wife, a valiant mother. Our author continues, and in verse 26, he says, She speaks with wisdom, and faithful instruction is on her tongue. Our list now shifts from her physical, very real, productive accomplishments to her speaking moral and spiritual truths to her family and those around her. Our valiant woman's care and concern for her family and those around her extends beyond their physical needs. She is also concerned with their spiritual and psychological well-being as well. Here's the crux of all of this. If she only cares, right, for the, ver the, for the physical well-being her, of her family and not the spiritual and psychological needs that they have, all of her work is done in vain. Her spiritual well-being is the very key from which all of what she does flows. Her relationship with Jesus informs all of what she does and is so important for each generation to pass that on to the next. If we do not, we will completely fail the next generation. This is the biggest problem that plagued Israel, and I would argue it is also the problem that ultimately plagues the church today as well. So much has been lost in our modern day because we are supposed to let people simply find themselves and not try to force our beliefs on the next generation. That's not what we're doing. But we have completely failed to inform the next generation oftentimes of what we do believe and why we believe what we believe. So that much of what would be called Christian belief has now been lost. So much of what is taught in the church today is not truly Christian, but rather is simply pop psychology about how to be a better you. And in the process, we are losing the church. And I believe that this is only going to get worse. Our culture is not about being politically correct. They may say that, but it's not true. They will state it. It is a lie. This world does not want people to decide for themselves what the best path in life to follow religiously is. They want to dictate what that religious life is and looks like. We must never see this world as being friendly towards the church. This world has been given over to the power of the ages, which is the devil. He rules the here and the now but only for the present. There is a time coming when that will change. But in the here and now, we must be diligent to fight for what is right, to fight for our family's eternal souls. That is what truly matters. How do we do that well? We speak wisdom and faith-filled instruction in the lives of our children. If we fail to raise our children in the faithful instruction of the scriptures, we should not be surprised 
when they turn from the scriptures and the faith and choose not to believe. We need to, we need to tell the stories to our children of how Jesus has been faithful to each one of us, how he has always been there for us. They must hear these stories. He has written those stories in our lives, not for us, but for their blessing. If you're a mommy here today that spends much time in the scriptures, so that when she speaks that what flows from her mouth is wisdom and faithful instruction, we thank you so very much. For you are truly a valiant woman. You are a valiant mom who understands that she is shaping her children not only for the here and now, but for eternity to come. Thank you. Our author continues and writes in verse 27. He writes, She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. I have to be really honest with you. We've been going through this passage. And our author says that the valiant woman watches over her family and that she's not idle. Uh, duh. At this point, that's kind of obvious, isn't it? What's happening now, though, here is our author is bringing all of this together. He's about to wrap this whole thing up. And so he writes this overarching reality that he has been painting all along throughout our passage. And so our author is going to now show us that the most, impart, the most important part of the life of a valiant woman, a valiant wife, a valiant mom, our valiant woman who watches over her household and does not allow idleness to be her feast, our author says that this, this is her greatest reward. In verse 28, he says, her children will rise and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Her family does not simply reap the benefits of having this valiant woman as their wife and mom, but they speak her praises before others. Her husband says in verse 29, many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. If you're a woman listening today and this is your heart's desire, then strive to be this valiant woman. Strive to be this valiant wife and mother. Know that Jesus is on your side and he wants to see you successful in your efforts. Give your life to Jesus and allow him to help you become the valiant woman he has created you to be. Verse 30 says that charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. When you allow Jesus to shape your life and not this world, when you give up control of your life to the Lord of your life, your family will be blessed beyond measure. And their praises for you will be more valuable than all the rubies of this fleeting world. Finally, in verse 31, our author says that we should give her, her the reward that she has earned and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. Listen to me, husbands and children. And if you're listening, you're a child of a mother. Age doesn't determine whether you're the child of a mama, right? If your wife and mother gets even close to doing any of this, praise her before everyone who will listen. Sing her praises before this world. This is her reward. She is do this. So you better do this. Jesus expects this of you. I cannot imagine what it would be like to live in a world filled with women striving to be this woman. How different would our world look? 
So many people today read this passage with revolt because of what they do not understand, because of how they choose to define what a modern woman is today. My hope is that today we can see the crazy blessing that a woman of God is to her husband, to her children, and to her community around her. And that God will bless this woman beyond measure. A woman who gives her life fully to allow Jesus to shape her life and not the culture in this world holds a beauty that is eternal. It is not the fleeting beauty that this world strives for. It is an eternal beauty that knows no measure. I believe that if you seek this beauty, this eternal beauty, in, excuse me, in Christ and in Christ alone, you will find the ultimate fulfillment of all your heart's true desires because your heart will be filled by Jesus. Amen. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, we are so thankful for the sacrifice a woman makes when she gives her life fully over to you. This decision goes against everything that this day and age tells a woman to do. How this world today tells a woman she can find true fulfillment. But this day and age is living a lie. And I pray that you would speak to the hearts of all those who are listening today. Father God, we ask that you would bless deeply and richly those who have made the conscious decision to live their lives as you would have them live it. And Father, help us, the men and children listening today, to praise these women. Help us to praise our wives and mothers, that we might be a blessing to them. Bless us today, Lord Jesus, that we might be a blessing to those you place in our paths this coming week. And now, may the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead, our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with everything that is good for doing his will. And may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen.